where would you hang out? Like, just go where you want to hang out. And then someone that you're like will also be there and you could become best friends. Uh-huh. And so she thinks about it and she goes, oh, the Barnes and Noble bathroom. And so she goes to the <laughs> Barnes and Noble bathroom and meets like her best friend. <laughs> Welcome to Not Another Teen Drama, a podcast where we analyze the evolution of teen shows from the 90s until today. We're your hosts, Amy and Gina, and we're on a quest to watch the pilot episode of every teen drama. Today, we made it to the year 2016, and we will be discussing the pilot episode of Recovery Road. Recovery Road premiered on January 25th, 2016 on Freeform, and it ran for one season. It follows Maddie, a party girl and highly functioning addict, as she lives with other recovering addicts at a rehab facility. When I, when I first... Um heard this title well i hadn't known of this show before but i thought it was gonna be another one like a red band society type show oh. like when they're where they're in the hospital because like there was a lot of like sick teen like media at this time that's true that's true that is interesting yeah i hadn't heard of this show at all before which is interesting because it was on freeform and I feel like I had heard of most shows on Freeform, so this one was definitely a new one. Yeah, I guess Freeform had a lot of shows premiering in 2016, because we just did Dead of Summer and Shadowhunters. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I guess Shad- Shadowhunters was their winner out of those. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, this one only got one season as well. Yeah, which I said I read that it got canceled because of budget. Mm. Um, which who really knows? I mean, I don't. I feel like the show probably didn't have a high budget, so it probably got low ratings as well. I mean, like yeah, it just it it wasn't like the get down. Like the budget right. wasn't breaking the bank. <laughs> right. It's like not a lot of set. Like it's just a house and a school. Right. Yeah. And then, which is like what every teen drama is yeah no special effects or anything so no and this actually was based on a 2011 ya novel by the same name uh by blake nelson so okay i didn't know the book either but i'm not really surprised like i get i could get book vibes from this story Mm -hmm. yeah i guess this book came out in 2011 yeah yeah, I never heard of it either. So, yeah, I mean, John Green had a chokehold on all of us during yeah, that time. Yeah, so <laughs> if it wasn't John Green, I was not reading it. No, like in the 2011, like if it wasn't like a John Green novel, The Hunger Games or like Divergent, like we mm-hmm. weren't reading. No, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there wasn't too much information on this show because it was only one season. That was pretty much. It, nothing that interesting besides that it's based on a book. So we can get into the character breakdown. Wasn't too many characters either. We have Maddie Graham, played by Jessica Sula, who is our main character. She is the uh, like one we follow throughout the show or through this episode. She is a high-functioning alcoholic, which I feel like... I don't know. I I feel like I didn't 
understand like the definition of alcoholic or like how one could be high functioning until like later like I feel like in high school like my understanding of like a drug addict or an alcoholic was like your life is in shambles you can't do anything yeah that kind of thing but she obviously like like it shows like she's getting good grades she is successful in everything that she does but she also secretly drinks Yes. And she's able to hide it from a lot of people as well, which is interesting. Um, Yeah, I think like growing up in media, a lot of times the alcoholic is like the town drunk or something. And they're all like wobbling around and holding a bottle and like everyone knows that they're an alcoholic. So, yeah. Yeah. And like I didn't really know much about like drinking and stuff in high school either so like I I didn't know like oh like just one sip and you're like falling over or something I didn't know so I also feel like the concept of like teenage alcoholics was like fairly foreign to me like I kind of understood alcoholism to be like a lifelong thing if that makes sense like Mm. oh it like you start drinking and then it like snowballs into alcoholism like, it's, like, alcoholism is for, like, older people, you know, that that's kind of was my understanding, I feel like, during high school, but as, like, obviously I got older and learned more, like, at any age, you could be an alcoholic, pretty much, um, if you get, a, you know, if you get addicted to right. it, um, so I think this is actually a pretty interesting uh, concept for, a, like, a young, like, a young adult novel or, like, teen show, because... I feel like that is kind of the narrative. It's like, oh, like, it's normal to get drunk when you're a teenager or a young adult. And, like, that that doesn't make you an alcoholic. That just means you like to have fun. Yeah. Yeah, because we do see, like, a lot of teens drinking. But we don't really see any, like, repercussions for it. Or they're, it's, like, it's just totally normal and it's fine. Like, they're fine right. afterwards. So we don't really see, yeah, a lot of teenage alcoholics or anything. So. Yeah. So I think, Pretty I mean, interesting. it's really is an interesting um, then we have Charlotte Graham, played by Sharon Leal, who is Maddie's mom. She is a single mom. Um, her Maddie's dad passed away, of course. You can't have two living parents in these teen dramas. Never. <laughs> um, and she is obviously concerned uh, about Maddie and wants to get her help. Um, then we have Cynthia McDermott, played by Alexis Cara, who is the guidance counselor at Maddie's school. And she is the one that kind of um, requires Maddie to go to rehab or to, uh, yeah, rehab um, because of, like, her drinking problem, Um, which, is it a private school? Do they specify? Um, I don't think they say. Okay. So I kind of felt like I didn't know you could do that. Like I didn't know like like a expel could require you to go to rehab. Oh, yeah, it's like they're in their guidelines. I guess you either get expelled or you go to rehab, right? Yeah. Which I was kind of like yeah, a private I school. I think could force that, but I I couldn't imagine a public school forcing that. Yeah, I'm not sure. You would. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know what the what the rules were at my school. I'm sure you would have gotten, like, suspended or something. Yeah. Maybe I mean, if... Yeah. 
Maybe if it was like repeat offense, you could get expelled. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. Or did you have to sign a handbook at your high school? I don't remember. Okay. Signing the handbook was like a huge deal at my high school. Oh. It was like it every the year rules. the handbook is rewritten and then you have to read it all. Then you have to sign it. And, like, the big things were, like, dress code and, like, that kind of stuff. Because the dress code always changed. Well, not like, it didn't change significantly, but it was enough that you were, like, girls can't wear this anymore, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Um, we, so, we like, I think that's what she was quoting was, like, oh, the handbook says this. You signed it. Yeah, we definitely did have, like, rules and stuff like that, like, written down in our planners, I think. Okay. I don't remember if we had to sign it or not, but. Okay, because we made it a binding yeah. contract. Our parents oh. said it, too, I think, so. See. What a time. Um, anyways, moving on. Uh, we have Craig, no last name, uh, played by David Witz, and he is the counselor at the Rehab Recovery Center. Um, he is not an addict. He's just a counselor, which I found to be an interesting distinction because I feel like a lot of times counselors are like recovered addicts or recovery addicts. Right. Not this case. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Wes Stewart, played by Sebastian D'Souza. He is another recovering addict at the uh, rehab, and he's the love interest of. Um, unclear how old he is, which is slightly concerning to me, but... I, I was trying to find out his age, but I couldn't. Because she get, yeah. she's at an adult rehab, so I w- yes. I'm under the assumption that the other people are, are all adults. But I think so. There isn't. She does have a classmate who's there as well, so there right. could be a couple other teens. Yeah, he gave me like he was like twenty vibes because he said he'd been to rehab multiple times. So he's like that would be my guess, but. Maddie's yeah. also 17, so they could, like, make her 18 pretty quick, you know? Like, right, she has her birthday. <laughs> yeah, she has her birthday. Oh, okay, great. She can take whoever she wants now. <laughs> uh, and then we have Vern Testa Verde, played by Daniel Franzese. Franzese? I don't know. Um, but we obviously know him from Mean Girls. Wow. Yes, Damien. Damien. Um, which I was pleasantly surprised here. to see him. Uh-huh. I know. I was like, okay. Like, uh, someone I recognize. Yes. Um, so that was... He's, like, also a recovering addict? Or is he a sponsor? I wasn't sure. Like, he's an addict, right? I mean, but, like, he's, he's like, in recovery at the rehab. He's not just a sponsor. Yes. So... Or at least he was an addict, yeah, I'm not sure if he was an addict or he's, like, in recovery still. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if he's, like... like yeah, I don't, he yeah, I don't know if he's getting it. treated there or he's, like, there to sponsor other people. Yes. That's... Yeah. My, that's also yeah. my question. Because um, he says he's sponsoring Wes. Right. right. Yeah. Um, but either way, he's living there. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Trish Collins, played by Kyla Pratt, who obviously we know from the Pratt family. Yes. Which I recently watched the reboot of, which was very delightful, and I would recommend. Nice. <laughs> um, and Trish is uh, Maddie's roommate at the rehab, um, and she's a young mom. 
We don't know how old she is. I kind of assumed, I mean, maybe, I guess maybe she's not a teen, but she's like early to mid 20s, I feel. And she said she has a Probably. kid. Yeah, she's an adult, but she's pretty young. Yeah. Um, and then we have Rebecca Granger, who by Lindsay Pierce, who is also um, a recovering addict at the uh, rehab. And she is uh, Maddie's ex-best friend. So we haven't gotten any details on what's happening there. But we assume they're the same age. So she's probably also a teen. Then we have Zach, played by Keith Powers, who is Maddie's boyfriend and gets uh, 0.2 seconds of screen time. Uh, and Nyla, played by Meg DeLacy, who is Maddie's best friend, who also gets about 0.2 seconds of screen time. Yeah, um, they're not so important. We don't spend too much time at school in this mm-hmm. episode, so. Um, but there, we see them have a hot minute, so they're there. But that's everyone. Pretty succinct cast. Yeah. No, kind of refreshing. Some shows have, like, so many characters, and it's hard to keep track of them. Yes, and this is, I feel like this does kind of have, um, I kind of thought, like, you said you thought it was going to be closer to Red Band Society, and I guess I kind of thought it was going to be closer to, like, um, uh, like, huge, like, a summer camp situation. You know mm -hmm. how, like, people send their kids off to, like, recover from something at a camp, which are normally pretty, like abusive and bad uh but that's kind of what i thought the show was gonna be but this is like a day not a day but like an outpatient um situation so it's kind of in between somewhere right because she lives there but it's not like she's going to school as well right so she's doing both but yeah she does have to stay there like and she can't leave to do like fun things she can only leave for school or activities with the other patients so yeah okay so we can get into the plot maddie wakes up in her front yard when the sprinklers go off she was partying the night before and did not make it to her bed she sneaks in the window as her alarm goes off for school her mom has to drive her to school since she doesn't know where she left her car after she blacked out maddie gets called to the guidance counselor's office before because there was vodka found in her locker. She has to take a breath analyzer and has an alcohol level of 0.12. She has to go to rehab or she will be expelled. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, so this was definitely an interesting way to start the show because we don't actually see her, like, doing partying and stuff. It's, like, kind of told in flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, so far at least, and, but, like, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting because she's, like, you know, the whole, this whole episode is kind of her being, like, in denial that she, like, has a drinking problem, but it's kind of, like, if you're sleeping in your front lawn, I mean, I understand that, like, denial is very strong, but... I feel like if I fell asleep in my front lawn, I'd be kind of like, I need help. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this one's interesting because we don't really see her, like, over time, right? We, like, see right. her after one night. So it's like, oh, was she just out partying or does she do this, like, every week? Right, you know? yeah. I guess that's true. Like, if this was, like, a one-time event, it's kind of like, oh, shit, like, I need to get it together. But if this happens frequently, then it's a different story. Yeah. I guess 
like the implication because she has like alcohol in her locker. Maybe she's like drinking like throughout the day as well. Right. So, like, yeah. So. Yeah. Which I thought this was interesting because, uh, so like, I mean, I didn't drink in high school. I was lame, but it's fine. Uh, I definitely <laughs> didn't have alcohol in my locker at high school, but in college, my college was a dry campus. So like you weren't allowed to have alcohol unless you were like over 21 or 21 or over, um, in the dorms. Um, and so like my room, my freshman year roommate, like had vodka in like water bottles like this in our room oh, because uh-huh. like if they did like room checks, they, it wouldn't be like obvious from yeah. like just sight. It would be like, Oh, that's water. Unless they like opened it and smelled it, then they would know. But I don't think room checks were that like in depth. So that was like, I was like, oh, yeah, that looks familiar. <laughs> yeah, I think I think my college was the same. Like, I had a few friends get in trouble <laughs> for it, like, for having alcohol, oh. like, in the dorms. Like, I, I lived in, like, my freshman year and sophomore year, I lived in, like, the upper camp, upper classman dorms. So okay. I wasn't in the freshman ones, which I think they were, like, more, like, they t- kept a closer eye on the kids, you know, because they're freshmen. Uh, like yeah, the RAs would like check the rooms and stuff, but no one ever checked my room, so like it was fine. But yeah, yeah, we had like mandatory room checks, but I don't think I think like my roommate got in trouble because she had like a candle, but like we didn't get in trouble for alcohol. Oh yeah, yeah, you couldn't have like water heaters, which I think a lot of people wanted. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, one of my one of my friends had a hamster in her what? room. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't hamsters? think they ever got caught either. I think they just hid him in the closet when there was room checks because you knew ahead of time. So. Uh, I feel like yeah. hamsters are dangerous because they can escape so easily. And I feel yeah. like they would get lost. <laughs> I know someone had a dog too. I was like, how do you no way. conceal that? Oh my gosh. I don't think they had it like the whole time. I think they like dog sat for a little bit, but I remember like going into a dorm and there was like a dog in someone's room and I was like, excuse me? It's like, I'm dog sitting. I was like, okay. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> yeah so but like the contraband's like kind of wild though like i mean like obviously i understand why alcohol and i understand like pets make sense but like some of this stuff on like the rules was like you can't have this i was like why i guess i don't know yeah like I guess fire candles hazards. are like a hazard yeah but, yeah anyways yeah she gets called to the guidance counselor someone said something about her drinking obviously or like i don't it was unclear i mean we find out later but it's like unclear if they have like mandatory like locker checks like you know because i feel like some schools just like have locker checks if like mm-hmm. maybe if like alcohol or drugs or something is like a problem at the school they might do that um and then you know you just get caught in that but it for hers it sounded like it was targeted right then like it was a random check I mean, that that would be crazy if they went through, like, every single locker. That would take forever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, my high school wasn't that big, so it probably wouldn't have taken oh. <laughs> But, like, at a big public school, yeah, that, that's true. Yeah. I remember in Veronica Mars, they also had locker checks. Right. But I think it was, like, tip-offs or, like, they suspected something was up. Yeah. That's true. I was like, I feel like this happens in shows, but I'm like... I'm trying to think if we ever had locker checks at my high school and I don't think so but I remember like stuff got stolen out of people's lockers no which is unfortunate but yeah no one I don't think they ever did locker checks at my school yeah I never saw anyone 
get their locker like opened yeah yeah and we also like brought uh, our own locks so like you know like the school uh, didn't have the combinations or anything oh that's true we brought our own locks too yeah yeah um and then her alcohol level is like 0. 0.12 which is like very high right Right. like 0.08 is a legal driving limit yes so 0.12 is like pretty high and it's like what 8 a.m yeah yeah (laughs) so i was like did she have some vodka like in before this scene i guess she must have been drinking like in the in the morning after okay because i thought it would just be like from the night before but it probably would have worn off Right. But, if she um, slept it off, it, she probably wouldn't have that high. Because normally, like, yeah, you're hungover, but you're not, like, still drunk. I mean, you can be, but, like, that... Mm-hmm. Unless she drank enough to be still drunk the next morning. Yeah. Possible, but... But, yeah, I think the thing is that she's just, like, drinking constantly. So... Right. Yeah, Which I, she... I feel like the first time I realized, like, what, like, a functioning alcoholic looks like is, like, um, when I watched um, How to Get Away with Murder... And, like, Viola Davis's character, uh, what's her name? I don't know. I don't remember. But uh, she, like, drinks vodka all the time, and she is, like, a functioning alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, like, Maddie seems normal. Like, when we see her in the morning, go hang out with her friend, and they're talking, whatever. Like, she doesn't look drunk. Mm-hmm. Or, like, she doesn't seem like she's acting drunk, which is... Like, I don't know, I guess it took, I didn't realize that was, like, a thing that could happen, you know, for a long time. I was like, oh, like, it's obvious when someone's drunk. But if you have, you build up your tolerance so high, like, you can still obviously be acting normal at a 0.12 level. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is crazy. I, (laughs) I listen to, like, some other podcasts, and they do, like, Reddit stories. Um, And I think there was one story where, like, this woman, like, didn't know what was up with her husband. Like, her husband kept, like, flaking on her or something. And it turned out that he had been, like, an alcoholic for, like, years. And she, like, wow. didn't know. Oh, my goodness. And, like, she, like, checked his, like, Gatorade in the fridge and it, like, had alcohol in it. And she, like, didn't, she had no idea. So I was like, oh that that's wild. So, you can, like, hide so it scary. from, like, your wife. I'm, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like at that point, like, the alcoholism or whatever is not necessarily like the deal breaker it's the like lying about it because if someone's honest and you can like help them and like you know have them go to aa or whatever but when you when you've been like lied to for so many years that's like the betrayal that is like deeper i feel Mm -hmm. yeah like if you married someone you should be able to be honest with them yeah it's like for years it's like a hidden hidden life so that would be that'd be scary to find out. Yeah, that, that's so scary. Oh my gosh. Maddie goes to a center for a 24-hour detox from drugs and alcohol. She goes through withdrawal and then her mom picks her up to bring her to the sober living home. Maddie and her mom meet with Craig and he explains that she will do group and one-on-one sessions while living there for 90 days. She can only leave for school and group activities. Trish gives her a tour of the house and she sees Rebecca, who she used to be friends with. Yeah. And she she goes to this one, which is like an adult uh, house, um, because 
like the the teen ones are like far away, I think, right? And she wouldn't be yeah. able to go to school. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the other people she meets, they're all like adults. Which feels illegal to me, but I guess I mean realistically, like she won't wouldn't necessarily be able to commute that far, so it make like makes sense. I imagine maybe that happens in real life too. I'm not sure, but. I don't know, having, like, an unattended minor living with a bunch of adults feels weird. Yeah, I guess, I guess if the parents sign off on it, it's okay, yeah. I guess. Or it's not illegal, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. And there was, like, the, I, does, Craig must live there then, yeah. So yeah, I think so. Craig is, like, the adult in charge of everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and Craig is 25, which is a little bit concerning to me because I'm 25. Right. And that feels like a thing that I should not be allowed to do. I mean, obviously I'm not qualified because I'm not trained in like counseling or psychology or anything, but it still feels like if I did have that degree, I shouldn't be allowed to do this. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I am wondering if there's other people on the staff besides Craig, like who live there, because I feel like that'd be a lot to handle, you know? Yeah. That, cause, yeah, especially because, okay, he didn't say his credentials in this episode, but you graduate college at 22. Then you have to go to, like, a whatever, like, program to get your, I don't think he's a doctor, but, like, he must have some type of counseling certification. I mean, he probably graduated, and he said he's been there for two years. So this is probably right. his first and only job out of school. Yeah, so that, that's a lot. So yeah. there might be other, like, counselors like come by i don't know maybe there must be he must have a supervisor like he doesn't like yeah. own the rehab so there must right. be someone that comes by periodically mm-hmm. to check in yeah but yeah i mean he looks nice he's british right yeah <laughs> so it's a nice touch yeah yeah and and maddie only has to be there for 90 days which isn't too long it's like three months which my other question was just 24 hours really detox you from everything in your system? I feel like you would need more time. Yeah, not always, I think. But I think she's only doing alcohol, so maybe al- like 24 hours is enough for alcohol. Because, like, she doesn't say she's doing drugs, but then we see her, like, in right. flashbacks, like, do, like, cocaine and pills and things. Yeah, I feel like 24 hours is not enough time. Like, for weed and stuff, I think it stays longer. Oh, right? weed definitely does. But maybe they're not... Con- I mean, yeah, I guess that counts as a drug. I was going to say, maybe they're not as concerned about that, but... I mean... Yeah, you would probably want everything out of your system. I imagine because- they tested her for stuff before she went to the sober living home. Right, well, uh, he asks... Oh, no. He doesn't ask her to pee, right? That's later? That's later, yeah. Not in this. I think because they get, they probably get a report from that detox center Mm. that's like, hey, she's good to go. Clean bill of health slash alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I guess she's, I guess she's clean, so. Yeah. It worked. I just don't know if that's realistic, but in the show, in the show, (laughs) that's all that matters. And she gets a tour. It's just like a house. There's like a living room with a TV. She sees her bedroom where her and Trish will share. 
And then she sees Rebecca, and it's like, oh. And then, like, Rebecca seems not surprised that Maddie's there, which Mm -hmm. kind of implies that they were, like, besties and, like, drank and did drugs together. Um, Yeah, I... Yeah, well, she's, like, 17, so it's, like, how long ago did you start drinking? Right. I feel like there's probably going to be some storyline where Maddie, like, sold Rebecca out, maybe. You know? Oh, and that's, that's why, why they're not there friends. Already. Mm-hmm. Speculation. I could see that. Yeah. Or, like, like, Maddie blames Rebecca. Like, they find some type of drugs or something. She's like, oh, that's Rebecca's, not mine. And then mm-hmm. Rebecca has to go to rehab and Maddie gets off scot-free. Yeah. Interesting. I could see it. In a group session, Maddie introduces herself to everyone, but denies that she belongs there. Craig says that no one believes they belong there at first. Douglas finished his time there and everyone pitched in to buy him a leather jacket. Maddie tells Trish that her dad died three years ago and was killed by by a drunk driver. Cynthia drives Maddie to school and she asks her if she has done drugs. Maddie says no, but she is lying. Her boyfriend, Zach, asks her why the guidance counselor drove her to school and she lies saying that her car is in the shop. Yeah, so this is like her first introduction to everything at the sober living home. And she's like, I don't, I'm here because I have to be, not because I need to be. And everyone's like, okay, sure. Sure. Keep saying that. Yeah, because they have to do the classic, like, I'm so-and-so and and I'm an alcoholic. Right. And she's like, no, I'm not. (laughs) It's like, okay, if you say so. Um, But, and like, we see like Douglas finish like he graduated he's getting like a gift and things and then i remember i when i watched this part i was like oh like this is irrelevant this is just to show us that like some way that you can graduate i guess and then like i was like douglas we're not gonna see him again and then surprise to me we did he does come back right yeah i wonder if everyone has to be there for 90 days or like that's just the requirement for matt for maddie because i feel like 90 days isn't like long enough Agreed. For some people. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and this, like, remind like, this story of, like, her dad dying and all that reminded me of, like, Euphoria. Because oh. the main storyline in Euphoria with, like, Zendaya's character, Rue, is that, like, her dad, I think her dad passes of cancer, but that's kind of when her, like, drug problem starts. Mm. Um, so I feel like, uh her drinking problem is probably related to her dad passing away. Probably. Which her mom also says later that, like, her and her dad were really close, so, like, that could definitely be it. Um, But then she says, like, oh, yeah, he died because of a drunk driver. Like, the irony's not lost on me, which, yeah, it is kind of like... I mean, we haven't seen her drunk drive yet, so maybe she's a responsible alcoholic and doesn't drive. Well, we know that she did because she lost her car, because she drove it somewhere, right? And she doesn't remember where she drove it to. I thought she drove it to the party and then got drunk and then doesn't remember how she got back home. But, I mean, knowing that she drinks during the day, she probably was drunk driving it to the party. No, because, like, she, like the, car's not, the car isn't at the party. The oh. car's somewhere else. That's why she, like, doesn't know where it is. Oh. She was blackout when she was driving it. Is what you- yeah. Oh, Unless okay, someone else okay. was driving it and she doesn't remember. 
That's possible. Which could be. I mean, there's a lot of question marks around the car right now, so. Yeah. But the car yeah, is lost yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess that is true. They don't physically see her drunk driving, but we also, that doesn't mean she doesn't do it, um, which is scary. Yeah. Considering, all, considering also, like, how her dad died. Mm-hmm. And then she starts lying. Or I guess he starts lying. She's been lying for a while. But um, yeah, I thought this is yeah. interesting that the um, the guidance counselor is like driving her. Yeah. And Maddie says to like Zach when she lies to him is like, oh, my car's in the shop and Cynthia's friends with my mom and she, he lives nearby. So she drove me. Are Cynthia and her mom actually friends or is that a lie too? Because if they're friends, this kind of makes sense. I I think she was lying about that, but I think okay. they might be friends as well. But, like, I think she doesn't right. know that they know each other kind of thing. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, um, like, that must just be an agreement. Like, oh, like, Cynthia drives because, like, just to make sure Maddie actually goes to school and doesn't, like, skip or something, right? That's the... Yeah. But I was like, wow, this, this guy doesn't... Can- Guidance counselor is, like, very involved. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I also thought it was funny that, like, it's, like, I don't know. Like, in the car, right, she's, like, Maddie, do you do drugs? And she's, like, no, I've never done drugs. Flashback to, like, literally her snorting cocaine. Like, okay, Maddie, sure. <laughs> okay. Um, but then Cynthia's, like, okay, that's it. We're listening to Christian pop. And I was, like, I don't think Caleb is going to solve her problem, <laughs> Cynthia, okay? Like, it was very funny to me because... It was like, oh, like, secular music is going to lead her down a dark path. Like, we got to put on some <laughs> Christian pop. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but that also brings me back to every drive to, every day I drove to school, not me personally, like when I was in my carpool in high school, oh. getting to school, Caleb was on the radio. And for those uncultured in Christian media, Caleb is a, I don't know, is that local or it's like a national? I think it is. Thing. Yeah. It's um, national. But yeah, it's a Christian radio station. Um, yes. And that's all we listened to on the way to school in my little carpool. So <laughs> I guess they were like, oh, relatable. this is like the only music that's definitely going to be like clean, not have any references, references to like yeah. partying. Yeah, I guess that's maybe true. But uh, but that is funny. She like specifies yeah. <laughs> Christian music only. Yeah, yeah. Got to make her a Jesus freak. And then... <laughs> She'll be cured. Oh, no. <laughs> just joking. That's just a reference to the song Jesus Freak that I heard on K-Love all the time. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and, and she's lying to her boyfriend, Zach. Like, she doesn't want to tell him that she's in yeah. rehab or that she lost her car or anything. So Right. Which I think that's, like, also a big thing in AA disclaimer my only experience with AA is watching it on TV like in TV shows where characters go to A but like I think mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure a big thing of that is like lying leads to drinking so you shouldn't like like lying is like part part of the recovery is like not lying if that makes oh. sense I'm pretty sure that's like but she hasn't like really gotten into it yet but I think that is part like part of the issue is like the lying part also mm. um or at least that's what they say in the flight attendant um that oh, the show i watch on i TV. see i guess so like i guess if 
other people don't know you're like recovering, like they might like offer you alcohol or like do different things. And then it's like hard to say no, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that said, it is like not really anyone's business either. Like she shouldn't have to be like, hey, everyone, I'm an alcoholic. That's like that. But it's also like if you I mean, maybe that wasn't the like venue to tell her boyfriend but if you really like trust your boyfriend you should probably tell him what's going on yeah this is not a great sign for maddie and zach's relationship yeah Yeah. sorry zach i don't i don't think he's gonna stay around (laughs) right yeah i think like if like a rando person at school was like hey why do you carpool with the guidance counselor if she was like oh my car's in the shop then it's like not that big of a deal but Mm-hmm. Like Zach is someone supposedly she loves and trusts, so not telling him is not a great move. Um, but I'm sure she'll learn that eventually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it would be hard to tell people. I think. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. no, I yeah, I, I can't imagine. That's like also like in high school when it's probably not super. I mean, like it, I feel like it's hard to tell people no matter what age you are, but especially in high school where people are judged, and it's also like. Oh, everyone drinks. Like, what, what, the, why, why, like, that's not a big deal. Right, why, and, like. Why do you think you're an alcoholic, you know? Rumors spread so easily. Like, in high schools, True. it could get, like, way out of hand. So. At Springtime Meadows, Maddie and Wes are doing laundry, and she asks him if he wants to sneak out. They sneak out the back and go to a drugstore. Maddie tells him that she wants to be a mortician when she grows up because they made her dad's funeral less bad. Maddie buys vodka, but when Wes tells her off, she pours it in the trash. Craig finds them and threatens to kick them out. Wes vouches for her, and Craig agrees since Wes bailed him out once before. The scene where Maddie and Wes meet, or first talk, is, like, so funny. Because it was, like, the cliche, like, she's reading a book, and he comes up and, like, makes, like, says a quote from the book. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, do people just go around memorizing quotes from books? To, like, That's like very flirt true with a random stranger. I don't know. Even if I had read a book someone else was reading, I don't think I'd know enough to, like, quote, unless it was, like... Unless it was, like, Shakespeare. Like, like Tale of Two Cities, and, like, I'm like, it was the worst of times, it was the best of times. And then they're like, wow, you know Tale of Two wow. Cities? It's like, uh, yeah, everyone read it, like, freshman year of high school. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what book she was reading, but... I'm not well, sure. Yeah. yeah. I guess in this context, maybe it's believable because if it's just like a random bookcase in the house and they all read the same books, maybe. Oh, maybe. But otherwise, like, no. But it's like so common. I'm like, wow. People right. are just like memorizing quotes. Yeah, maybe I need to like memorize more books. Maybe that's why I haven't met a, met a man. Uh, yes, you have to go to like a coffee shop or a bookstore, like see what book they're reading, quote it, fall in love. Uh, I guess I should just hang out at Powell's. Yes. See what happens. Except for, there's probably a lot of tourists there, so maybe That's not true. that one. That's true. Maybe not Powell's. Yeah. Just got to go to a, uh, a normie Barnes & Noble. Yeah. It's like, it's like that, um, have you watched 30 Rock? No. Well, I like, know it, though. Like but... Tina Fey's, like, character Liz uh-huh. Lemon. She's, like, trying to find a best friend in one of the episodes, and then it's like, well... Where would you hang out? Like, just go where you want to hang out, and then someone that you're like will also be there, and you could become best friends. Uh-huh. And so she thinks about it, and she goes, oh, the Barnes & Noble bathroom. And so she goes to the <laughs> Barnes & Noble bathroom and meets, like, her best friend. Wait. <laughs> it worked. 
So I was like, that's very funny. <laughs> Wait, why the bathroom specifically? That, I think that's the joke. It's like Barnes and Noble might be like a normal answer, but then like the bathroom is like so specific and weird that it's like, what are you talking about? But <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's comforting, you know. Yeah, can sit like, there and read. Barnes maybe? And Noble so long that you have to like use the bathroom there. You know, like you're reading endlessly. I feel like the Barnes and Noble bathroom is like a thing though. Like, you know, like most stores, like you're like, oh, is there a bathroom here? But then you're like, Barnes and Noble definitely has the bathroom. That's true. Like it's, it's, de- yeah, it's, you know, some places either don't have bathrooms. They're not like reliably open to the public, but you can always count on Barnes and Noble bathroom. Oh, reliable. Yes. <laughs> reliable Barnes and Noble. <laughs> That's true. I feel like it's probably because, well, one, a lot of Barnes and Nobles have Starbucks now. Oh, true. And also, like, people are there probably a long time reading. Yeah. Which, I don't know. Is is that legal? Probably. <laughs> you can just go to Barnes and Noble, read a whole ass book, and then leave without paying for it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they can kick you out for, like, reading. That's true. Unless you've been there, like, past closing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, obviously it's not illegal, but it's, like, it's smart. If you have the time, I guess. Yeah, you could Although, read a whole book. Although libraries do exist, so there's also that. True. I think most people go to Barnes and Nobles to like actually buy the book and take it home or like give it as a gift. So it's probably not a huge problem that they have. Right. I don't know. Right. Like people just sitting there loitering. <laughs> uh, I thought the like mortician thing was nice though. How she says, like, it was surprising. I was kind of like, oh, that's uh-huh. kind of like morbid. But it is like nice to, um, like, that morticians and, like, funeral directors actually, like, play a very important role in, like, grieving people's lives. Yeah. Um, and, like, to want to aspire to be one because you want to make the worst day of someone's life, like, a little bit. Like, not even, like, better, but just, like, not as terrible as it could be. Like, yes. you don't want to kick someone while they're down. Like, if, it's a, if it got, there's, like, a mean funeral director that's, like, why are you doing this, you know? Uh-huh. So I thought that was sweet. Um, I mean, it's unfortunate because, you know, she had to experience loss so young, but that's like a nice mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, I'm glad she had like nice people around, you know, at her dad's funeral. So. Yeah. And she specifically yeah. says it makes it less bad because it doesn't make yes. it good. Yes. Yeah. It can't be good, but yeah, that's, bad. that's a good way to a good way to uh, explain it, I guess. Then, old Maddie buys some vodka. <laughs> Her second day at rehab, which you know, it's not not the best decision. And Wes gets very like upset about. And he's like, "What are you yeah. doing? Like, I'm trying to like be sober." And I was, I mean, like, I guess I'm not too surprised that she did it because it's like she's in denial about everything. But what made her think that like Wes was in on it? Like, did she? Like, I guess was her saying, let's sneak out. Was that like, it, was she trying to imply that she wanted to go buy alcohol, do you think? And assumed he was on board? But yeah, I don't know if that was know. her plan. Maybe it was, but like, I thought she was just trying to be like rebellious, kind of. Yeah. And, like, leave but, after like, curfew. A whole, but, I mean, I maybe, I mean, I guess like vodka's her drink of choice, obviously, but a whole like handle of vodka is like what like it was a pretty big bottle like $15 or something like mm-hmm. that's expensive like 
and then she just poured it out which like i'm not saying she should have drank it like obviously she should have drank it but like why buy such a huge bottle to just you know that's like don't waste your money well she wasn't planning on pouring it out i guess she was planning on drinking it but yeah like when she realized like oh this is a bad thing to do like try to like sabotage someone else kind of yeah she's like oh whoops i shouldn't have done that like i'm gonna throw this away sorry wes That's true. It just like made yeah. me like I was like you. Uh, I guess that, but that, I guess that is like, like uh, you have to learn from your mistakes, right? Like mm-hmm. okay, like I bought this, it was a mistake. I gotta throw it out, and I just like have to eat the like twelve dollars I spent on it or whatever. Yeah. Not worry about it. And she's a fake ID. Like someone take away your fake ID. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't like find that. Maybe she like had it hidden, or something. Well, they just assumed it was her ID and didn't check the date because it's technically like a real ID, right? She said it was like her friend's older sister or something. Yeah, but so. I don't know. They searched her stuff, so right. They should have found it, but yeah. And especially at like a drug rehab, you like I, I feel like a fake ID, especially for like underage people, like that's a thing you look for in someone's mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then Craig pulls up, and he's like. Get in the car. How did he yeah. find them? I don't know. Maybe he was just driving around looking for them. Yeah, but that's probably what it was. They probably didn't go too far. They probably just yeah, they went to. The the, yeah, they're on their, they're on their feet, right? So yeah. they have to just walk somewhere. Yeah. So. Cause, yeah, because she doesn't know how to ride a bike. We've established. True. Yeah. And she doesn't have her car because she lost it. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And, yeah, and then they get back, and Craig's like, I'm going to kick you guys out. You snuck out, whatever. And then Wes is like, you're not kicking either of us out. And Craig's like, uh, okay, what? And then he reveals that Wes bailed him out once before, and he got, like, one get-out-of-jail-free card, and he's using it at this moment. Right. Which, what do you think he did, and why did Wes have to bail him out? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of confused. Like, what, what could he have done? I feel like he was probably drunk and then like he would have been fired if he was drunk. And so Wes was like covered for him somehow. Oh, that's my assumption. Cause like Craig is not in recovery. So he probably drinks on his like off days and stuff, you know, like he probably can like go have a glass of wine when he's not on the call or whatever, Mm -hmm. but he shouldn't be drinking at work. I mean, no one should be drinking at work. Yeah. Especially him. (laughs) I feel like that's (laughs) Yeah, that would be a big red flag if, like, the person who's helping you recover is, like, drinking. Yeah, or, like, That'd maybe, so I don't I don't know, like, maybe he had, like, alcohol at his desk or something, and, like, his supervisor oh, found no. it, and then, like, Wes is like, no, I put it there, and then he was like, oh, like, Wes got maybe. reprimanded, but, like, Craig didn't get fired or something. Yeah, maybe. Which, like, hmm. I don't know, that's kind of shitty of you, Craig, if that's the case. Yeah, that would be, know, that'd be but... so bad. <laughs> Like making a like an alcohol alcoholic take the blame for your mistake. That's yeah, low. no, no, no. Yeah, and we also, don't like, know. We don't know how but... old Wes is. Like we assume Wes is younger than Craig too, which is makes it even worse. I feel. Yes. If Wes is like twenty and Craig's twenty five, it's like come on. Yeah, that's pretty bad, but we don't know. I guess what happened. Yeah. We're making assumptions. We're like, yeah, we're Craig. like <laughs> Craig is like, worse. We don't even know what he did yet. <laughs> But, yeah, but they get out free. 
They're just like scolded. Oh, and she, that's when he take, tells her to take the Oh, drug right, right. So good thing they didn't actually drink the vodka. Or else right. maybe they, like, really would be kicked out. Yeah. But from this, they just snuck out after curfew. So, like, I'm like, mm, not terrible, yeah. right? I, fe- I feel like he was like, you have to take this drug test. And if you don't pass, you're kicked out. But if you pass, I'll let you stay type of thing. But mm-hmm. I wonder if... I mean, yeah, it does feel odd. Like, maybe they just have, like, a zero-tolerance policy for any rule breaks. Oh, maybe. Because that could be the case. Maybe. I don't know. But I could understand, like, if you get caught drinking or, like, you get caught, like, with alcohol in your system, like, that's, like, a zero-tolerance. That makes sense. But mm-hmm. I agree. Like, sneaking out after curfew maybe shouldn't be, like, an expulsion. Like, but I don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Maddie's mom brings her her backpack after finding her car. She found a condom wrapper in the front seat. Maddie is a virgin and does not remember having sex. She tells Trish that her boyfriend was not with her that night, so she is afraid she cheated on him. Trish tells her if she can't remember it, then it wasn't consensual. Yeah, this was a dark scene yes. for many reasons. Um, mm-hmm. I also it is interesting to me I mean I feel like like her being a virgin is an interesting choice because I feel like they're trying to like I feel like a lot of times the def, like they the definition of like a good girl or like good high school student is like oh they don't sleep around and you get good Mm -hmm. grades or whatever and maddie kind of equates that she's like well i'm a good i'm like a good student like i don't have sex all this stuff and i feel like this is saying like you know just because you're a virgin doesn't make you like i mean not to say like she's bad because she drinks but you know like you can still like that that's not like like one doesn't equal the other right like being a virgin doesn't equal being like pure or whatever like you can still be a good person and like have sex in high school like that's right fine and so that's it's an interesting thing to like it is yeah mentioned in this way i guess yeah i think i think they're trying to show that like maddie is acting out like for a reason like she's Mm. she's like using the drugs and alcohol to cope not yeah not she's not not like trying to rebel just to rebel kind of thing she's trying to like yeah. cope with the pain of losing her dad so yeah i feel like she needs therapy <laughs> you know oh 100 like, it's like unresolved trauma i guess yeah 100 percent. so they're like so i guess maybe like before her dad died maybe she was like pretty straight laced maybe or like, right yeah because she says yeah. in the like car with cynthia when cynthia's like oh do you do drugs and i was like no like i'm good like i don't even have sex i'm still a virgin where it's like if you did have if you had had sex that doesn't like make you bad like that's a right. fine thing to do like in the mm-hmm. consensual like context you know um but like yeah, her mom, because, like, her mom finds the condom wrapper and is like, oh, I hope you and Zach are being safe. And then she has a realization that she doesn't remember having sex with anyone. Her boyfriend wasn't there that night in the car. 
So if she did have sex, it wasn't with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Trish points out like, well, if you were blackout or like, even if you were drinking at all, that's not consensual. So, yes. um, you know, it's like hard cause it's like, oh, like you didn't cheat, but you like having it be assault, is it better? You know, like that's, yeah, that's it's a, a, it's a really like, terrible situation to be in. Right. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like terrible. And I'm really, really hoping I mean, I don't know. I, I just, like, don't know where they're going with this. Like, I'm really hoping, like, like her friend at school is like, oh, no, I hooked up with my boyfriend in your car or something like that. Where yeah. it's, like, it's not her. It's, but it's still concerning, like, that yeah, it's, this happened. Yeah, I'm curious to see, like, how big of a deal they're going to make her blacking out to be. You know, because, right. like, in this, like, I don't know if it's going to be, like, an ongoing storyline. Like, she has to figure out, like, what happened mm. that night. Or, because, like, I feel like they're kind of making it a big deal. You know, like, like a lot of things are riding on this night. Yeah. And, like, she doesn't remember it, so. Yeah, because the car and, like, like everything. Like, it, and that is something that is interesting that they, this is the only night we have for her, like, partying life. Like, right. we don't know... Like, we don't know if this is a common occurrence or if this is, like, the worst it's ever been. Like, has mm-hmm. she lost her car before? Has she blacked out before? Like, we don't know. Because it doesn't seem that she wasn't, like, too concerned that she blacked out until, like, she had the realization she might have had sex that night. Or, like, I guess bed assaulted is a a, a better way to uh, frame that because it, it wasn't consensual if it happened. Um mm-hmm. Which is, like, understandable because she probably just had never thought about what happened when she blacked out before. If she's if that's happened before, right? Like, you're like, oh, don't worry about it, like, whatever. And if no one had said anything to her, it would have been, like, not a thing she'd worry about. But now that she has a realization, oh, something, I, like, something bad could have happened that I don't remember. It's, like, now it's, she's, like, it's, like, hitting her that that's reality. Yeah. Yeah. So, th- this is also kind of similar to um veronica mars i was thinking that as well because yeah like a similar thing happens to her like and she doesn't remember the night like that one that one is like a storyline throughout the first season like it it goes throughout and she's like has to figure out what happened so yeah i and i am glad that they did like immediately point out that if she was like blacked out that's not consensual because Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of i feel like a lot of shows don't frame it that way right like because like she says even though like well even if i was drunk what if i initiated it and it's like that doesn't matter right like Mm -hmm. the other person should know not to engage if they like if you're under the influence you know so i feel like they're at least handling that well like i feel like all things considered this this like storyline is a little bit like i'm like nervous about it but i feel like freeform did handle it as well as you know like as a teen show could it's a very dark subject matter but Mm -hmm. they are treating it um responsibly i think Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm I'm glad she has uh trish there with her you know because she like she has an odd relationship with her mom. It seems like they don't really talk or anything or 
they're not very close. So, like, she yeah. couldn't go to her mom with this. And, like, probably her friends couldn't really help her either. So right. it's nice that Trish is there. Yeah. And it is, I mean, it is also, like, she's supposed to have one-on-one sessions with Craig, which we haven't seen yet. But <laughs> I can imagine that being a 17-year-old girl, girl, that would not be something I'd want to bring up with a 25-year-old man that I don't know. Yeah. So that is a little bit like, I mean, I'm glad she has Trish. I agree. But I also feel like there should be like a female counselor as yeah. well to assist. Yeah, we haven't female, really seen. Or like seen, anyone really. Yeah, we haven't really yeah. seen that much of like the actual counseling. So I don't know. Hopefully there's like more people than just Craig. Cause, right. Sorry, Craig. Craig, but, Craig is there um, all the time and then other people come in like during yeah, the day or something. Yeah. That makes sense. Hopefully. At an AA meeting, Vern introduces Maddie to Cynthia, her guidance counselor. Cynthia is 12 years sober and wants to help Maddie. Maddie threatens to tell the school if anyone finds out about her. Maddie's mom searches her room and finds lots of alcohol and drugs. She is the one who asks Cynthia to search Maddie's locker. Yes, yeah, so there's a bit of a plot twist. Cynthia was is actually also... Um, Recovering. Recovering. Yes, she's twelve years sober, which is a pretty pretty long amount of time. Um, yeah. So she knows, like, what Maddie's going through, um, and yeah, because in the beginning, like, we see Cynthia and she's like listening to her Christian music and stuff, and I'm like, you're like, oh, she has a past too. Right. Yeah. Which is, I mean, like, AA is based in like like. Well, it was started by Christians, right? It's like a Christian organization, mm. I'm pretty sure. Um, which I don't know if that's like what they're trying to like relate to, like the Christian pop in AA. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I still don't really know why the Christian pop was relevant. But um, Maddie does bring up like, oh, you lied to me. Like, why couldn't you have brought this up like before that you were like in recovery? Which like, but then Cynthia says, oh, well, the good thing about alcohol anonymous is that it's anonymous. Which mm-hmm. I, I understand, but I also didn't really get, like, she could have disclosed that to her if she wanted to, though, right? Like, Cynthia could have been like, oh, I understand what you're going through. Like, I also yeah recovery. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't think she lied to her. Well, she just didn't, like, tell her, right? But, right. like, yeah, I don't think she like, lied now either, she, that's how Maddie sees it. But, like, I think she knows that Maddie is going to be at this AA meeting. So she's like, this is the time, I guess. Oh, to like yeah. tell her oh, strategic. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it does catch her off guard. So I don't know if does Vern know that she's the guidance counselor at the high school because it was like, Hey, I think you'd love Cynthia. Like I want to introduce you and then it's like, Who why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't think he knows because like yeah, it's like anonymous, so I don't think they know any of their like careers or anything. Yeah, I guess that's true, but it is interesting that he's like, I think you and Cynthia would get along well, you know? Yeah. Like, because he Mm -hmm. does say that, so it is like, wow, what a coincidence. But I I bet Cynthia's going to become her sponsor, right? Like, that's where this is headed. Mm, Yeah, yeah. It'll develop into a nice friendship. Yeah. Sponsor, sponsee. Yes. (laughs) 
I feel like it was interesting that Maddie's mom, like, she, like, found all these drugs in her room, right? And then she was actually the one that asked Cynthia to search the locker. Because, like, I feel like if you think your child is, like, doing things, like, you would have, like, talked to them about it instead of, like, trying to catch them, like, have the school catch them. I don't know. I guess the motivation is to make the school the bad guy, not her, you know? Because if, like, Mm. her mom confronts her and is like, I'm putting you in rehab, like, you have a problem, then she's going to be mad at her mom. But if the mom makes the school, like, enforce it, then, like, Maddie can be mad at Cynthia instead of her mom. I feel like that's what I took away from, like, that's why she did it that way. Mm. And there's actually, like, a threat of, like, oh, she's going to be expelled if she doesn't do this. So that actually gives motivation to Maddie to go. But that it's kind of risky because she could have been expelled. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's just a sign that Maddie and her mom are not very close. So yeah. she doesn't feel like she can bring it if up. If Maddie finds out that mm-hmm. it's, like, you lose trust. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, yeah, the mom asks tell Cynthia that like she can never find out that it was me who like tipped her off yeah yeah which uh, yeah I mean it's gonna come out yeah definitely so it's like good luck to that but Douglas comes back to Springtime Meadows drunk and attacks Rebecca Craig tries to calm him down but Vern and Wes tackle him and Trish calls 911 Douglas is arrested and Maddie's mom comes to check on her She wants to put her in a teen center, but Maddie wants to stay. Her newfound friends surprise her with a bike and teach her how to ride. Yeah, this was shocking to me. I was not expecting this to happen. And mm -hmm. I'm a dum-dum, and I saw, like, Douglas, like, come back. And I was like, oh, he's coming to say hi to his friends. And then I was like, Gina, don't be stupid. Like, no, like, no, I thought the same to just say I thought the same. And then everyone was like, so like alarmed. And I was like, "Uh oh, like, is he not supposed to be back? Yeah. Is he not supposed to visit? Yeah. And then Craig was like, how'd you get in here? And he's like, I know there's a hole in the back fence. Uh, Yeah. And that uh, hole needs to get fixed. It's it's causing some problems. Which they do in in the montage at the end. They do fix it. True. Um, But yeah, this was shocking and very scary. Like he like. Because when, mm-hmm. we, when we see Douglas before, when he's, like, graduating, he is seems to be pretty close with Rebecca. Like, they're sitting next to each other, and they're, like, friendly. And so he comes back, and he, like, grabs Rebecca and kisses her and, like, all this stuff. And it's, like, obviously, yeah. like, non-consensual and uh, assault. Um, and then, like, Craig tries to talk him down. And then Craig is like, okay, just take Rebecca then. And I was like, what is, wh- what is this, like, reverse psychology that's happening? I don't <laughs> understand what he's trying to do. I think he was trying to, like, confuse him so that they could tackle him. Okay, okay. Like, he would put his guard down and be like, okay, Rebecca's coming with me. And then they tackled him. Yeah. It seems like this must be, like, kind of a common occurrence or it's happened before. Because Mm -hmm. it seems like they were, like, aware that, like, something bad was happening when he came back. You know, they're like, like, "Uh uh-oh, Douglas is back. Like, we got to do something. Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably just because no one's allowed there. So when you find see someone, like, you're un- unexpected, it's like, how'd you get in? And that's, like, scary. Because, like, also, like, why would you go back to your, like, rehab if you didn't have to? Like, it's, like, a weird thing. 
to do. Yeah. I mean, if you're but, friends yeah. with the people, I guess, maybe you would, yeah, that's true. like, visit them. But, yeah, this is, like, in the middle of the night as well, so yeah, suspicious. Like, like, a day after he, like, graduated and he's, like, you guys think you're so much better because you're sober. And it's, like, it, I don't know, it's interesting because I guess, like, that's what makes, like, addiction hard is, like, you can can't necessarily predict a relapse because you would have thought like they oh they obviously thought he was ready to go out in the world and like be done with rehab and like he was gonna be okay and obviously that wasn't the case but Mm -hmm. either like the counselors did a bad job of like deciding that or or it's like you know but it is i think also unpredictable so yeah i think with these kinds of things you really need to like help the person like, after they've graduated. Because, like, if you're living in a in a house, like, the whole time, you're being watched the whole time. And then suddenly you're, like, on your own. Like, right. you have nowhere to go kind of thing, maybe. Yeah, like, and that's, like, why there's, like, sponsors. And then I feel like normally, I mean, they're not always, but I feel they would normally have, like, like okay, who are you going to live with? Do you have your parents? Do you have, like, a partner? You know, an aunt uncle that can be there while you transition from the sober living into like normal life mm-hmm. um but i don't know if that's like a rule or anything like a law when it comes to like those type of facilities or if that's just like a a nice to have like you know because i yeah, think like that I mean, would be some type of like requirement to like get released is to like have someone that is gonna vouch for you on the outside and also they should i, I imagine they supply a sponsor for you like through the sober living place mm-hmm. to have yeah. someone to call. Cause that's like the point of a sponsor, mm-hmm. right? Is if you're like, Hey, I'm tempted to drink and you call them instead and they help you like not. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, this is really sad. Cause like Douglas, when he was sober and he was like really happy, you know, he was like happy yeah. to be graduating and he was like, I love these guys, blah, blah, blah. And then like, when he's drunk, he's, like, very angry and, and, like, hates them, so. Yeah, and it's, yeah, and then they say, like, when he's getting arrested, like, oh, it could have been any of us. Like, don't think you're better than him, basically, because any of us could relapse. Yeah. Which I think is, like, true. Um, and then, like, Maddie's mom comes, and she's wants to move her to a teen center which i'm confused about why that would matter like a teen could also do the same thing yeah i don't know maybe she just thinks it's safer yeah i don't know why (laughs) maybe i mean i agree it is i would be scary to have your teenager with like a house full of adults Mm -hmm. but i think that's the case like whether this happens or not because i think the same could happen at a teen center right like yeah definitely um, but I guess Maddie likes it there, so yeah, she she's wants like, to stay. Wes is hot. I'm staying. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I think she actually thinks they're like nice people, but yeah. And she has like a nice talk with Vern as well beforehand. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. About how she never learned how to ride a bike. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, I fell off once, and I just thought it'd be easier to not get back on. And I was like, honestly, like, good for you, girl. Like, she was like, it's easier to walk. So, <laughs> never riding a bike. Yeah. It's, like, honestly relatable. I didn't learn how to ride a bike till I was, like, 14 or something, so. Really? Yeah. I think I learned when I was, like, nine. 
And I thought I was so old. I was like, I'm elderly. I don't know how to ride a bike. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like rode bikes when I was like young, but I always had like training wheels. Mm-hmm. And then eventually yeah. I just stopped riding bikes. Right. And then one day I had to like ride a bike and I was like, I don't know how to ride a bike. Oh, no. <laughs> so I had to learn. <laughs> yeah. Um, which apparently not knowing how to ride bike content is hot right now because I watched a movie about a teenager doesn't know how to ride a bike. Really? Oh, <laughs> it's on okay. Netflix called Along for the Ride. I mean, it's a lot, a lot more than just that. But one of the main <laughs> plot points is that she doesn't know how to ride a bike and then her love interest has to teach her because he's a professional BMX rider. Wow. Wow. That is perfect. <laughs> I was like, wow, convenient. And but the whole thing with her is that like, her dad was like deadbeat and her mom hated all children's things and made her do adult things from like when she was young. Oh, interesting. So it's like the movie was fine. I didn't like it that much. It was based on a YA novel, which apparently people like, but whatever. Of course. Um, But it's on Netflix. Uh, But yeah, I was like, wow, two things about teenagers learning how to ride bikes in one week. That's a lot. I guess, I guess it's a common thing. See, I, I found my people. Yeah, so, in wow. like fictional characters. Did you get a, a a a cute boy to teach you how to ride a bike in high school or no? Oh, sad. Sad. That's disappointing. Yeah, unfortunately. Media has lied. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> but, yeah, but it was really sweet that they surprised her with a bike and all yeah, that. Yeah, that was end, cute. She's like journaling and she's like, I've been here for three days and I'm journaling now and I got a bike and, you know. Yes, it has a hopeful ending to this episode. So. Yeah. Well, what'd you think? I thought it wasn't bad, I think. I <laughs> like, agree. I don't think it, it was it, bad. Yeah, yeah. I think the concept was interesting. I, it's only like 10 episodes, so I think I could watch it. Yeah. Um, I liked I liked Maddie. Like, I liked the actress who played her. I thought mm-hmm. she was pretty good. I thought the acting was pretty good. I think the storyline is interesting and not really something we've seen. As at least as the, we might, I think in other shows there are like, what like like uh, Misha Barton goes to rehab in the OC, right? Like that's like a yes. storyline, uh-huh. but there's not a show like like centering on that storyline. So mm-hmm. I think that is interesting. But I also worry about like the. F- like, if there were future seasons, it's the same thing with, like, Red Band Society, like, and, like, and Huge as well. It's, like, do you just have people coming back, you know? Like... Yeah, they would have to move the premise, I guess, yeah. away Which from I think, being... Yeah, this yeah. one is probably, the like, easier to do that way. Like, I mean, I guess, like, in, in like, the case of Huge, like, you could have had people, like becoming counselors or something because it is a summer camp Mm -hmm. um and with this you could kind of change like it's it's more like about maddie than it is about the like rehab so like i think it probably would have been yeah band society is the one that's like more like how do you do this without making them constantly sick yeah yeah (laughs) yeah because that one's like all about the hospital so if they're not in the hospital then you know, yeah. they can't be in the show, I guess. Yeah, so. yeah. So this one, they probably could have done it. And I, I did like it. I liked it a lot more than, like, Shadowhunters. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's that. but Shadowhunters got, like, three seasons, so. 
That's true. And I, I, I would have, I would prefer to watch three seasons of this than three seasons of Shadowhunters. <laughs> that's, that's facts. Um, but sorry, Shadowhunters. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was cute and it is, it's just, it's a little bit of a darker tone. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I do think they handled the dark subject matter better than a lot of shows we've watched. That's true. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm just trying to think, like, Twisted was pretty dark, and I feel like this handled things better than that. I mean, that was different, but... Yeah, Twisted was a, an odd premise, I have to yeah. say. Yeah, I'm just but... trying to... I mean, it's not really the same thing, but... Um, I don't know. I, I was pleasantly surprised that it didn't, like, take, like, a weird turn or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it's 2016, so... Yeah, I was, say, I was literally about to say it's 2016. Things are looking up, which obviously was not the case in 2016. <laughs> no, um, but, but as far as TV goes, I think it it is like d- doing better. Yeah, we're definitely getting into the more like like today's age TV shows. So even yeah, though 2016 exactly. was like six years ago, <laughs> it doesn't feel that long ago, but. But I think we're finally getting into, like, I mean, obviously this only had one season, but the next few ones, like, are, like there are a lot more that are currently on. Mm-hmm. So while, like, 2016, 2017 is still a few years ago, the shows had staying power, so it is more modern. True. <laughs> Speaking of the next show. <laughs> yeah. Riverdale. So. <laughs> currently on. A classic. A true classic. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um... Well, yeah, should we? I mean, do we want to do who's endgame for this? Yeah. I feel like there's not much to predict, but we can get into it. Yeah, I feel like we only have, like, one character, Maddie. Who does Maddie end up with? Yeah, I mean, I'm foreseeing a love triangle. I feel like there's going to be, like, Zach is going to find... These are my predictions, okay? We're just going to do, like, blanket predictions. Okay, Zach is obviously going to find out that Maddie's in rehab. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a, like... Well, they also do say that we didn't mention is like Craig kind of confronts Wes and is like, "There's no dating in your first year of sobriety. Like, oh, stay right. away from Maddie." Mm-hmm. Um, so they are, they really set up that like love interest. Um, but I feel like Zach's gonna find out. There's gonna be like a friends and family day, you know, like where they come visit. And it's gonna be like, "Hey, like meet all of my fellow like recovering addicts," and you know that kind of thing. I feel like that happens in like shows like this. Um, and then Zach's going to meet Wes and he's going to see the like chemistry between Maddie and Wes. And he's going to be like, Maddie, like, who's this Wes guy? And then he's like, don't worry about him, Zach. I love you. And then it's going to be like, no, like she actually likes Wes. And then she realizes it. And then she breaks up with Zach. And there may or may not be a cheating overlap. Oh, I feel like there will be like a kiss. Like they're like Wes and Maddie will kiss. And then she'll be like, oh, no, I'm with Zach. And so like, but she won't tell Zach, and then she'll break up with him eventually and then get with Wes immediately Yikes. after. Yeah, messy. Yeah. But yeah, I think there's definitely going to be a love triangle with Maddie, Zach, and Wes. So. But yeah, I think Zach is fairly irrelevant, so I think she will end up with Wes at the end. Of yes. The yeah, sorry, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. they. She doesn't really... She's not really at high school, like, that much. She's not shown there, so... You know, I don't know how much they're gonna they're gonna focus on her like classmates. Right. Yeah, it seems to we've met we met the 
people at the sober living home much more than the people at the school. But yeah. Well, anyways, next week is Riverdale. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Wow, yes. Which actually An just exciting got announced show. that it's on season six right now, and season seven is going to be the last one. Oh, oh my. Okay. So, Gotta get ready. All right. Well, that is it for this week. If you like our podcast, go ahead and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and write us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at notanotherteendrama and on Twitter at teendramapod. And next week... We'll be watching Riverdale. Thanks for listening. Bye.